what up what up what up everybody it's been a minute but we are back at it again um yeah so life has been crazy the past two weeks um just had a lot going on had a career change well same same field different job change um the weather has changed <laughs> um stuff going on at church so I've been kind of busy and hadn't been able to report record the podcast I think it's been like two or three weeks now um but we're back so this is another episode of internally woke let's get into it all right, so this week on the podcast, I want to talk about, for our Internally Woke segment, I want to talk about traits that make you undateable. What are some traits? I, won't, I don't want to say undateable, right? There's somebody out there for everybody. But what are some traits that make you feel like it immediately kind of deters people um I've been thinking about this about myself um and what are some things that may make men be like ooh, ooh. I know one of them is like my sense of humor to some people it can be annoying because my sense of humor is very dry and so instead of making like you know obvious laughable jokes or mom jokes or dad jokes like my way of being funny is like being a butthole um and like not intentionally being mean about it but like this is just a light example someone comes over and they're like um can I get a glass of water are you kidding me? Like, I'm not saying that they can't get a glass of water. I'm just saying, like, are you kidding me? You're at home and get a glass of water. Like, that's my dry sense of humor. Or, no, nah, you can't have no water. You know what I'm saying? So then, like, some people are like, have fun, give me the glass. Or show me where the glass is or whatever. And then other people get really offensive. Well, I was just asking. And I'm like, I know you were just asking. And I was just being about a whole in return. Not intentionally. But that's just my sense of humor. And a lot of people don't mesh well with that. So when I find somebody, whether it's friendship or we're just whatever it may be, it doesn't have to necessarily be dating. If I can find somebody who um, just pays me no mind or just is like, okay, whatever, that's just Jasmine and can mesh with that. I'm like, you're gold. So like my sister, she gets it. She's golden. Um, other, a couple other people that I hang out with kind of get that sense of humor from me. And so like, it's, it's hard to find people who get that sense of humor. So I would say that that's one thing that kind of one trait that kind of veers people in the other direction. I would say another one is my independence. Um, when it comes to me being needy, I am not a needy person. So like, I don't need your attention I don't need your time. I don't need your money. And so if anything I do will make me come off as needy, then I won't do it. And I, they're one of the reasons I know that that can kind of veer people in the wrong direction is because it veers me in a different direction when I'm talking to somebody. It doesn't have to necessarily be dating. It can be friendship. Um, 
where like if you don't make it like I don't want to say need it in the sense of like you're begging me please come over or please go with me to the movies or please go with me to the mall I don't mean needy in that sense I mean like if I show you that I'm upset with you or um, let you know that I don't like something or let you know that I'm pulling away, if you don't in turn make it like, no, I don't want you to pull away. Not like necessarily beg, but like, hey, I noticed you were pulling away. Is there a problem? I don't want to lose you as my friend. You get what I'm saying? Like, show me that you need me. Then I'll be like, Psh, they don't need me. I don't need them. And so I can see why that would make other people do the same with me. Because if I text you once and you don't respond and then I text you twice and you don't respond, I'm like, (laughs) okay. And then if you don't ever respond, I'm not going to reach out again. So um, I think for some people, they're like, well, maybe she just doesn't want to be bothered or maybe she just doesn't want me in the first place. But at the same time, it's like, but you, I, I text you twice and you didn't respond. So what am I supposed to take from that? I don't know. It's confusing. Um... So that's number two. Um, and the and in the sense that like most of the guys that I've encountered, I make a lot more than. Um, and I don't make I don't think I make a lot of money. I definitely don't make six figures. Um, but I make a decent amount. And so when it comes to bringing to the table, I got the table, I got the chairs. I got the place setting. So I need you to come different. Like I need you to come with something unique. I need you to come with something that I don't have because it's great that you might have a six figure job or five, whatever. If you make decent money, cool. But that's not going to keep me at the table. That's not going to impress me. Um, so you gotta, you gotta come with it. Um, And I know that a lot of times when I tell people what I do, it's automatically intimidating and automatically shifts the conversation or halts the conversation. Um, So I think that's a trait that I have. My independence is like, in every aspect of the word, I am independent. In every aspect of life, I am definitely independent. And I think that that can be a turnoff for some people, I guess. I don't know. Um, And this is just guess. I have not asked anybody. These are just what I feel about myself because the name of the podcast is being internally woke, being able to recognize things within yourself that are good or bad and how we can fix the bad and enhance the good. So those are just three that I'm going to pull out. I mean, you know, uh, your self-conscious can kick in and I can come up with probably 10 or 15 others, but those are just three I'm going to pull out. And the reason I wanted to pull that out is because last night I was watching the Phil Hartman story on Hulu. And then, you know how, like sometimes if it's not a 10 episode series, if it's like just a show or just a movie or something, it'll just play what's in the queue next. Well, what was in the queue next was talking about dating in today's world. And it was, um, showcasing a bunch of young adults who are dating on different various dating apps and talking about things that went well, things that have gone wrong in the dating world, because it is definitely a different, um, the dating scene is just, I I, I can't really speak much on the dating scene. And here's why. I met, uh, We'll say my (laughs) ex-husband. I met him 
when I was 18. I was with him from the time I was 18 until we got married and I was 22. And then we separated 2017. So I was with him for the majority of my young adult life, right? So I can't really speak to what the dating scene was like because I hadn't really dated since high school. But I do feel like it's complicated now because a lot of people don't know how to have face-to-face conversation um, because everything is so technological. Everything is geared towards an app or a message um, app or something like that where you have to kind of talk first and see them later, which has not worked out for me. I have gone on a date and um, the person, we had really great conversation over messenger or text message and really like a lot to say. And the conversation was never dull and always had something to talk about. And then I saw him in person and I'm like, ooh, like you're kind of like your pictures, but not really like... (laughs) Mm, you know so that kind of ended there um he would have made a great friend but as far as attraction goes yeah there was no physical attraction there so I think that's also harder because it back in the day it makes me seem so old and I'm really not but back in the day it was like I saw you before I talked to you so now I'm going off looks first And then from your looks, I can decide, do I want to have a conversation? Do I want to take this further? Um, Whereas now it's like, oh, we can have an amazing conversation. We could probably be the best of friends, have the best relationship, but then I see you and then there's no attraction. So then that's like an immediate halt. And then how do you explain that? Like, right? How do you come to someone and say, you know, we we really kicked it. I'm just not attracted to you. Like, that's really like a knife to the heart. Whereas, if you meet somebody you think they're attractive first, then you have deep conversation and there's nothing there. You can just say, you know, I don't really think we mesh well. We don't have some of the same ideals. We don't have some of the same beliefs. And that's easier to take than, oh, you think I'm ugly or you're not attracted to me. So I think that's what makes um, it a little bit harder to date and find somebody now. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. I've really got to start getting co-hosts on the show or guests on the show so that I'm not just talking. And I can have a lucrative conversation with someone other than myself. But that's all I have for Internally Woke. So think about things or traits that you might have. That may immediately turn someone away from you, whether it be friendship, if you're not dating or if you're already in a relationship and you're already married, think about friendship or vice versa. If you're looking for someone, think about traits that you have that could be uh, bettered, could be improved on because they may turn people away. And then think about the traits you have that are awesome, that make you an amazing person, that make you valuable and qualify you for the best that's out there and see how you can enhance those. I think everybody has something in them that is um, able to be uh, planted or that's already planted in them and can be 
fertilized and groomed and and grown into something bigger, something lucrative that really enhances who they are. So yeah, think about that um, for yourself. And we're going to go ahead and get into the um, current events part of the episode or part of the podcast. (sighs) All right, so let's get into the two current event topics I have for this week. Um, The first current event topic that I have for this week is about... Let me pull up my notes. The whole April, what's her last name? April Jones, Little Fizz, Amarion debacle. So how do you feel about associates? Because clearly, um, I guess it just depends on the person. Maybe Amarion and Little Fizz are friends. Amarion hasn't really spoken on the situation, so we can't really speak to how he feels. We can't speak to what he refers to Little Fizz as. But we do know that they are associates. They are associated together because they were in the same singing group. Um, so whether they're associates or friends, what do you guys feel about your associates, your friends, ex-friends? Dating someone that you used to date. And not just date, but someone you have kids with. Like there was really something there. It wasn't like, oh, we went out a couple times. We went to go to the movies. We went to a restaurant a couple times. We had a couple Netflixes and chill and it was over. No, they have kids together. Um, so what is he? Okay, so my take on it is... Girls are like buses, miss one next 15, one coming. I'm just kidding. Um, Speaking of Gucci, he's been in the media lately too, and I'm not really going to talk about him, but um, Madame Noir has a couple articles on that whole Gucci situation if you want to look him up. And it made me really look at him in a different light and not necessarily like him as much as I used to. But that's neither here nor there. Um, The reason that he came to mind, though, is that it's... Excuse me, a quote from his song, Girls Are Late Buses, Miss One Next 15, One Coming. But I think that my morals are a lot different from what they used to be. And I say this because I find out that as you get older and you step into adulthood, um... How do I put it? Um, As you get older and you step into adulthood, the things that you adults make seem so bad, all adults are doing, right? So when you're in school, in elementary school, I don't know about other states, but I know in the state of North Carolina, we have something called the D.A.R.E. program. Um, And it's a drug awareness program to kind of teach kids that drugs are bad and you shouldn't do drugs. And that's still true. Drugs are an illegal substance. Um... There are some things that aren't illegal substances, but how you use them is illegal, like drinking and driving um, and overusing uh, prescription drugs. So that that is still bad in a sense. However, you get older and find out that the majority of adults are doing some type of 
drugs, whether they're drinking and driving, whether it's weed, cocaine, uh, Molly, uh, you know, oxycodone, whatever. And it's like, whoa, now I personally have not delved into the white powders (laughs) or Molly or anything of those sorts. Um, I do drink alcohol. Uh, there have been a couple of occasions where I drank and got behind the wheel, not like slurring, intoxicating, drunk. If I would have gotten pulled over, I probably wouldn't have gotten arrested. I probably would have blew below a 0.08. But, you know, like, but you find out that there is usually not an adult who doesn't do some type of that. And then another, like, example is everybody says cussing is bad. Don't cuss. Don't cuss. Bad words. But then you all adults swear except people... Everybody has their own vice. Let me put it like that. Something that's bad that they do. That when you were a kid, you were told it's extremely bad. And you were made to think that you would like die if you did it, right? But you find out all adults have at least one type of vice. Whether it's cussing, whether it's alcohol, drugs, um, sex addiction, porn addiction, out here sleeping with any and everybody, maybe not a sex addiction, cheating, um, sleeping with a married man, sleeping with a married woman, or a combination of all of those, or some of those, or two of those, or whatever. So you find out that nobody's out here living perfect, and everybody has their vice. And so I don't judge as harshly anymore. Um, So like, you know, if we're cool, I'm dating somebody, they move on and you decide to get with them so be it you know I'm not saying that if you if you have a friend let's say I have my friend Eve and I'm just using Eve from the Bible my friend Eve dated Adam for years and years and years they break up because it just doesn't work out and Eve's friend Shaquana picks up Adam If Eve has a problem with that, then I have a problem with it. But if Eve doesn't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? That's how I, that's just the point in life I am now. If it's my situation and I don't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. If I have a problem with it, then I have a problem with it. And let me have a problem with it. If it's somebody else's situation and they're cool with it, then I'm cool with it. Whatever floats your boat. And if they're upset with it, then I can understand. I'm not going to say I'm going to be upset too because it just depends on who they are. My best friend, yes, I'll probably be upset with her. But somebody I barely know or somebody I don't kick it with like that, I understand why they're upset and I'm not going to tell them that they don't have a right to be upset. So in this case, if Omarion has in his feelings, because his ex-boo, ex-baby mom, well, baby mama is with his former group mate, former associate, former friend, whatever he refers to Little Fizz as, then I, he has every right to be upset, and I can understand that. But if Omarion is cool with it, then why is everybody else up in arms about it? It's his situation, and I think in today's society, we don't know how to separate our feelings and our situations from our feelings in someone else's situation. I can have my opinion about your situation, but for me to be all up in my feelings and trying to make it this big thing to everybody else, like that's not my place. That's your situation. And if you wanna make it a big thing, 
go ahead. You have the right to feel the way that you feel, whether good, bad, or indifferent in your own situation. Let me do the same. I'm not going to go tell you how to feel. Don't come tell me how to feel. And I think that it's kind of being blown out of proportion in the sense that if Omarion hasn't said anything, why is everybody else having something to say? That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say whether the girl is right for being with Little Fizz and Little Fizz is right for being with her. I'm not going to say she's wrong. I'm just going to say if Omarion is not making a big fuss, then why are we? I don't know. I don't know. I do know, like, if I was to have a friend to go get with my ex, I wish them nothing but the best. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm at a point in life where I judge so much less. I'm so slow to hop on and be like, they're wrong, and this is wrong, and you shouldn't do this. Now, granted, there are some things that we shouldn't do, right? Like, so obviously, you shouldn't get plastered drunk get behind the wheel of a car you could kill somebody you shouldn't be out here just sleeping with all these married men there are some things in life you just shouldn't do but I'm not going to be the one to judge you because I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in and I think in this time of quote-unquote cancel culture that these generations these have come up with and some of the millennials have participated too um, in this culture of social media, we're so quick to judge and point the finger, but w- the minute it turns and it's on us, it's like, well, why y'all judging me? You ain't got no heaven or hell to put me in. <gasps> Only God can judge me. But you were singing a whole different song last week when we were looking on the shade room at such and such. So I just kind of want to say like, how y'all feel about that? And do you agree with me? Like that's their situation. And if Amarion's not mad, then cool. And if he is, then we understand why. Or are you like, uh, no? Mm. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I I, I accept all opinions. Um, but are you like, Psh, April is wrong. She and her and Lil Fizz are both wrong. Or do you like? I mean, I do it. Is that like, would you, would you do something like that? Um, let me know below. I don't know any of my ex's friends that I would want to be with. His best friend, love him like a brother, wouldn't want to be with him. I don't care whether I, I mean, I, and I'm the type of person where I would think that something like that was wrong. I wouldn't do it in that situation. Um, if the tables were turned and it was one of my friends getting with my ex, I already said, have at it. But, um, I personally wouldn't do that. And, um, I just think it'd be wrong. I'm also not attracted to his best friend or any of his other friends. So he ain't got to worry. <laughs> he ain't got to worry about it. I, I, mm, nah, I'm not here for it on my end. Um, but I'm rambling. So time to move on to the other story. The other story I wanted to talk about is, um, I don't know if this is like really a current event, um, 
I, I mean, I guess if you're in in the in the gospel, like you're into gospel, but most people who aren't in the gospel still know who this person is, and it's Kirk Franklin, and he happened to be talking about how he was um, in the past and recently. He's been up for some Christian music awards. One of them was the Dove Award, and I can't remember what the other one is. But in his speeches in the past and recently at the Dove Awards, he has tried to shed light on police brutality. And each time he's tried to do so, his um, speech, that part of his speech was blocked out. And so, I'm just trying to figure out why would speaking on a situation like police brutality be blocked out of a speech? I don't under... I don't necessarily understand the Colin Kaepernick them uh, blackballing him. He kneeled down. I can understand why some people are upset, but I don't understand the blackballing part of it. But I can see someone being more upset at that than you saying this happened and it needs to stop. Philando Castile happened. It's not like it didn't happen. And something like that needs to stop because Philando Castile was not aggressive he was not fighting he was just being honest um Tamir Rice happened a little boy playing running away from the cops I think I don't want to misspeak on that but it happened regardless and it needs to stop um I'm trying to think of some of the others what was Sandra Bland happened it needs to stop So I don't understand why saying something happened in a speech and then saying it needs to stop. Because best believe if somebody was just out here murdering dogs for no reason, Peter would be up here saying it happened and it needs to stop. And I don't think anybody would block that out of a speech. And are we in a culture, in a world where an animal's life is more valuable than a human's? Um, so I, 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 and one of the reasons I want to talk to this, cause I was talking to my sister yesterday, she was asking me what could she do for culture day for her kids because it was culture day at their school. And I recently struggled with that too, because Madison had culture day at her school a couple of weeks back. And my struggle was what is black American culture? Because if you think about it, Americans in general don't have their own culture. We are called the melting pot for a reason because we are a combination of other people's cultures. And for the most part, we stole from other people's cultures. um, And when I say we, I mean Americans, right? So you think about the European settlers who came over here. Thanksgiving is considered American culture, but it was the Native Americans culture First, we stole it. Um, pizza. It's a spin-off Italian culture. 
uh, tacos, a spinoff of Mexican. Like if you think about American food, it's a spinoff of someone else's culture. So there's really no American culture. And then you take, excuse me, African-American or black American culture. And the things that we consider culture have been taken and tied to negative stereotypes. So like most of us can honestly, now I do know black people who don't like chicken, but fried chicken is a part of our culture. And then you think about fried chicken, it's a negative stereotype within the black community. It's a negative stereotype from people outside of the black community, mostly Caucasians. Um, our hair, braids, uh, how afros, things like that, where that's considered nappy and uncouth and dreads and unkempt and you know it's bad well that's a part of black american culture so do you send your kids um now one thing that has been tied to black american culture that i don't like are certain things like um you know short clothes that show everything or baggy pants on men that has been tied to our culture and i disagree with it because i just do that's just a personal preference I don't like. But for the other stuff, like, do I send my kid to school with a fro? And will it be assembled to culture day? Or is it going to be assembled to the negative stereotype that nappy hair is black people have nappy hair? Do I send my kid to school with her plaits? Or do I send her with the, like, because at Madison school, they wanted everybody to bring a dish from their culture. Do I send her to school with fried chicken or is everybody going to negatively stereotype that? You know what I'm saying? So I was really frustrated at how black Americans are still in some way slaves. And I don't mean slaves like we got to go clean for this person or cook for this person or uh, garden or till the fields for this person. But what I mean is we are still being controlled in what we can say and what we can do in an underhanded way so in Kirk Franklin's example he spoke the truth on something that happened he stated facts that happened and said it needed to stop and he could not say that so they bleeped out his speech and then they have told us that the some of the things that we do in our culture some of the foods that we eat some of the clothes that we wear some of the ways that we wear our hair they have made us feel so bad about it that it's ghetto that it's unprofessional that it's this that it's that that we don't do it in order to not be looked at as "Mm, that's just another black person or that's just another n-word because there are still some white people out there who use the n-word so in a way we still are kind of like controlled in what we do and say because we either don't want to offend them we don't want to scare them or we don't want to make them feel intimidated or make them think less of us So I kind of wanted to bring that up, speak on it, bring it to life. The podcast is reaching the 30 minute mark. I'm starting to lose my voice. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Internally Woke. If there's something you want me to talk about on the podcast, if you'd like to be a uh, co-host or make a guest appearance on the podcast, hit me up. You can reach me on social media. I'm on Instagram at MissMRSJ. Perrin, P-E-R-R-I-N, Miss J. Perrin on Instagram um, and Twitter. So got any questions, got anything you want me to talk about, want to be on the podcast, hit me up on my Instagram DMs. 
or on Twitter. It's been another episode of Entirely Woke. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.